I love that as you were doing it, you were saying nanner. What was I saying? Banana. You. Oh. You were saying nanner instead of- banana. Anyways, this is a podcast. This is? where we play Dungeons and- Dragons. Good wow, we're Lord. really excited. Mason, look at this. <laughs> look at him compared to all of us. <laughs> that is intense. Wow. Hello, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm Paul, the Dungeon Master and host of this podcast, and I'm joined tonight by two friends of mine. Hey, I'm Mason, and I play Miles. (laughs) Hey, I'm Misk, and I play... Lisa. (laughs) You messed up. Anyways, I literally laughed. That was like a real inner laugh. I just want to let you know. Uh, Hey, it's Felicia, and I play Misk. Hey, it's Mason, and I play Miles. That's intense. Just like camping. (laughs) So let me start by saying, I'm sorry, but we're not going to be getting to that cliffhanger right away. Instead, we're going to go back and show some other things that are happening, have happened, and will happen. I guess you could say, I don't know. With Misk, while Kjorg, Saul, and Brackle were in the first house trying to find out what they could about Braxen Tarek. The truth. Who is Braxen Tarek? You may recall that Misk decided to sit in on a meeting between the Shiv, Mr. John Varig, who knows what he's doing there, Mm. and at least one other party. So let's get right to that after the rolling of the commemorative blue 20-sided die. Are you ready to roll? Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm already gone. Like, give me my stuff. Adios. Say I'm, out. I'm out. That's, a, that's a net one. Mm. I feel empowered. You know, mm. I feel like I should just do something now. So just kill both of you. Okay. Maybe I will. Oh, my gosh. Let's get right to it. Misk, you're sitting in the dining room there in the second house where you've been staying with the Shiv while here in Branshire. Just a few moments ago, you met someone at the door, an older gentleman, um, you know, kind of leathery, tan skin, gray hair, not muscular in the sense that he's built, but he definitely has the look of someone who does hard physical labor for a living. He introduced himself as John Varick, and the Shiv gave you an option whether or not you really wanted to become a part of the Hot Feet's true operations, right? Yeah. And so you decided to sit in on this meeting. Mm. So, John, tell me, what are we dealing with here? John Varig, the older man with the gray hair sitting there, takes a sip of his stout drink that's been brought to him there at the table. Well, um, if I'm being honest, well, if I'm being honest... He stops, he just rubs his eyes. Well, okay. Um, the resistance 
if you will, you know, the ones from Branshire who are about to, um, I guess, wage war on Mr. Tarek. They're coming tomorrow. Uh, in fact, they've already started making preparations. They're going to be moving tonight. So that's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. The Shiv uh, looks at you, Misk, to see if there's any sort of reaction to anything that he just said. Yeah, but she doesn't. She doesn't know. She knows nothing about. She doesn't know that they're with him. She knows nothing about a resistance. She knows nothing about a war against Braxatoric. All of this is completely new. She has no reason to think that this has anything to do with her friends. Uh, there's supposed to be a parade tomorrow. We can't have people coming in here messing up the city while I'm trying to sing my song. You know what I'm saying? So you you gonna give us a little bit more shiv? What's he talking about? Varig looks at you with a little bit of a surprise look on his face. Does she is she a part of this operation? Like if she she doesn't know anything about you know what's going on, Misk. You know I told you previously I, uh, that we have some business that Mister Tarek has hired us as manpower, if you will. Remember? Yeah. Well, that's what this is all about. You see, there are some just like. Braxton was saying last night when we spoke to him, there are some people in Branshire who aren't so happy with the way he's doing things. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised he's not here yet. His dinner must have gone long. He had some friends or visitors, something, someone coming to dinner, probably royalty or some dignitaries from far away, you know. Anyhow, he should be here any moment, and maybe he can tell you a little better. But the fact is, we have received information about a resistance that has been growing and planning for quite some time. And they plan to disrupt everything tomorrow. Hmm. That's part of the reason why Mr. Tarek invited so many people to this city from across the world to disrupt things, to pack things in and make it difficult for this resistance to make any sort of move. You see, it's hard to march an army through a city when you literally can't get through the streets. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, regardless of all that, the fact is they are coming tomorrow, and um, they're not soldiers. It's just farmers and kids, men, women that have lived around here all this time. Look, they, Mr. Tarek needs to figure out a way to shut it down. I mean, there didn't have to be like a whole lot of bloodshed. The Shiv holds a hand up and closes his eyes for a moment to just still John Varig from speaking. Mr. Varig, I suggest that you leave the planning and the decision-making to those in charge. Your responsibility is to provide us with all the information that we need from the inside. Your princess thinks that she can take this city back, but this town, if you will, belongs to Braxton Tarek. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say, did you say, I might, I might have misheard you. Did you say princess? Yes, yes. It's um, the Solaran girl, Brianna Solaran. Oh. Huh. What? <laughs> Yes, I don't know. I just thought, I thought she was missing. I thought she was dead. Yeah, that was all a hoax, actually. Uh, we, what? by we, I mean the resistance, if you will, planned that whole thing to get her out of the picture and to mix things. It's all just a setup for this this march on the city. Oh. So Braxton Tarek probably knew, and Miss just says it like thinking out loud. <laughs> she just pauses. She's like. 
Uh, uh, y- yes, he has known for quite some time. Man, he he uh, he played me really good. So Brianna, Princess Brianna, is right. coming into the town with the army. Well, I don't expect that the lady will lead the armies herself. He says with a look at John Varick. No, I don't think she'll march. Uh, actually, I- I'm going to make sure she's not. That's part of my whole deal with Braxton, if if you recall. No ill fate can come to the princess. Hmm. She's not done anything wrong. She's just she's just doing what she thinks is right. And what exactly is it that you're doing, John? The Shiv says, and he gives him a little grin and then takes a sip from his drink. John cuts his eyes at him a little bit. I'm doing what's best for me and for mine. Doesn't mean I have to feel great about all of it, Shiv. We can't all just look someone in their eye while we watch the life drain out of them. What's Miska? <laughs> Miska's sitting there, and I guess she had a drink too, or something. Like yeah. she probably had orange juice or something, <laughs> but she's just holding it kind of. Okay, she's slurping, slurping her drink. So what? Uh, what do you want to do, Shiv? Uh, about all this. About that time, the door opens and uh, Braxton Tarek comes walking in. Ah, hello. I see you've all started without me. That's good. Oh, he says, seeing John sitting there and seeing you sitting there, Misk. So it seems that um, we have brought the lady in on our operations completely, he says with a glance at the Shiv. And Shiv just kind of gives him a nod. Well, okay. Mr. Varig, do you have some information for me? And John begins to relay to him the same thing that he just told you all, that they are marching tomorrow, that they plan to strike somewhere near sunset is about the time that he expects that the army will be here in full force and try to move on the city, which is ironically around the same time that they're planning on holding the parade. So everything is just ripe for a disaster. But you all talk for a while about this. And by you all, I mean they talk and you mostly listen. You hear about their plans, how that they're going to plant Hotfoot members across the city in different places. Braxton has some other men, ruffians, that have come in. And based on John's estimations, they easily outnumber the forces that are coming from this resistance. Almost two to one. This is a little bit last minute bringing in an army. They didn't really expect it to be like an actual battle as much as before. They'd expected it to be some sort of a political battle, you know, like they show up and hold a rally or something. But now we're getting a straight up swords and shield fight on the streets of Branchire. So they're hoping to choke the city out with too many people. And uh, that's really their whole strategy. The Shiv is in charge of making sure that all of his men are where they need to be, that they strike when the time is right. And of course, Misk, it is so important that the parade go on without a hitch. It's just like I said, in these difficult times, what we truly need is a good distraction. Oh, so I, you know, I still get to play my song and stuff. I don't understand how we're going to go on with this parade if we have a somewhat army coming. I expect that this army, uh, he says with a glance at Varig, will be less of an army and more of a group of disgruntled children. I expect that the Shiv's troops will be able to shut that down quite efficiently. And in the meantime, you can simply go on with the parade. 
You can lead the fray with your beautiful playing and singing. I have the utmost faith in your ability to do so. I mean, that's what the deal was, I guess. Ain't that right, Shiv? Unless you change your mind. I mean, no, no, no. I don't have to be a part of it. I mean, I don't. Uh, we need you out there, Misk. Yeah. You will sing. Miles will accompany you. He'll make sure that everything goes on without a hitch. And if it doesn't? How do you mean? So when all those people come in and, you know, it doesn't go the way you plan and there's this big riot and there's this big fight, you just want me out there, me and Miles? Don't worry, Misk. My men will be all around you, he says with a little bit of a glint in his eye. No one will hurt you, I promise you that. Well, uh, thanks, Shiv. Where are you going to be? I'll be around. Of course you will. The four of you talk a bit more. Tarek lays out a few more of the plans about the actual parade itself. And now that all the talk about the fight and everything is over, he's really excited talking about what all they're going to have in the parade and how it's going to be great and grand, even though you're pretty sure it's not going to work out the way that he hopes it will. And then after a while, they go their separate ways. John heads out, going back to meet with the Resistance. So everybody left but Shiv? Yeah, everyone goes home. So I know that I'm with you and I'm stuck and all that stuff. But I've heard of Princess or Lady Brianna. Is that so? Yeah. It's part of the reason you found me where I was with my group. We were sent to get her. So I feel like that my guys, my brother, George and Brackle, you don't think they're you don't think they're in that army, do you? Misk, I wouldn't waste too much time worrying about those three. What's that supposed to mean? I feel like we've been coming along, Misk. You stayed here for this meeting. You have shown that you have interest in taking true stock in what we're doing with the hot feet. Why worry about those three? Same reason that you might be in a meeting and Charlie and Charlotte cross your mind or your wife. The same reason. <sighs> I just, it was, it was a question and I thought we were friends enough now that we could just have a conversation. But whatever. Well, let me, let me put it to you bluntly then. When we left Fjord was on the ground, bleeding out. Your ranger friend was gravely wounded. I can't say that either of them are alive. They stood in our way, and as I told you, there would be consequences to that. Are they with this resistance? Possibly. It's just as possible that they ran off. But I will tell you this one way or another, Misk. If they show themselves tomorrow, if they make a scene, say they try to pull you away, to lure you away, what will you do? I can't go with them. No, you can't. And so it's like I said. It would be best if you just didn't worry about those three. He stands up, downs the last drops of his drink, wipes his mouth clean. I'm going to bed, Misk. Don't let these things worry you too much. I'm sure they're fine. And I'm sure everything will be fine. You just worry about singing and playing at your very best. Miles will be here in the morning to help you with anything that you need. And I'm sure that it's going to be a grand spectacle. All right. And uh, Miss 
gets some orange juice and takes it up to her room and sits down on her bed and grabs her lute and just kind of plays but doesn't sing she's just playing a soft soft melody just trying to Hmm. relax after a while you go to sleep yeah night passes you have odd dreams you dream some things that you haven't dreamt in a long time you dream about Saul specifically you dream memories of him and you the two of you together back in the nine hells things that you haven't dreamt about in over at least a year it's been at least a year since you last dreamt about the hells you find that a lot of the details about your time there have faded sort of like how that you try to remember things in real life from when you were four or five years old mm-hmm. they're fleeting you can only get glimpses of it and you can recall things like muscle memory you know like where certain things were and what this was like but trying to really grasp on a memory becomes like trying to recall a dream that you had the night before that's just outside of reach but tonight you have very vivid dreams dreams about you and Saul and war bloody dreams You wake the next morning uh, a little later than you have been. Typically, where you're sleeping in this room, when the sun rises, it is bright in this room. It's like you're just perfectly set for the brightest spot in the house. But you sleep in, and when you do wake, you're not sure if it's just really, really, really early or what the deal is. You're a little disconcerted, and actually, it's just very dim and dreary outside. You hear the wind howling. You hear the sound of rain beating against the windows and against the walls outside the house. And you're not sure what time it is because outside it's just coming up a gale. You actually wake to the sound of a knock at your door. Who is it? Misk. Oh, hey, Miles. I hear you. Hold on. And I, you know, make sure my bed's clean. My loot is, you know, sitting out. Tidy up. Yeah, I tidy up some. Yeah. I kind of brush my hair a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the door. Yep. Hey, Miles, what's up? You're sleeping pretty late, aren't you? Late? It's not early? I mean, the sun's not even out yet. I've been up for three hours. It's like an hour from noon. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, we need to go. We need to go. I kind of overslept. I didn't mean to. But we need to get out of here. Like, we got a lot to do today. There's a lot of stuff going on today, and we got... we. Hey, Miles, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get out of here. Misk is freaking out. Hey, hold your horses. Why are you, why are you so excited to get out of here? Listen, today needs to be perfect, and I'm just... I don't know. I'm just nervous. And especially because Miles doesn't know that she's sitting in that meeting last night right. with the shiv and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably not going to tell him just yet anything. I don't want him to freak out. Yeah. So, well, let's go down and get some breakfast and, you know, get ready for the day. Sounds great. So the two of you go downstairs. It's just like it was like before. There's a spread, you know, all the breakfast you could want, orange juice, different things. You all eat quickly. It's kind of gotten cold at this point, you know. It's a little after the breakfast hour, but they just left it out there. And you all eat to your heart's content, get ready, and you go to the door to head out into the core and make your way deeper into Branshire. It's bad out there. 
I mean, you have your cloak on Misk, and your cloak does a really good job of kind of repelling water. Water seems to run off of it rather than just absorb into it. Miles, the same can't be said for what you're wearing. You are, um, what do you have on you? Well, judging by how he completely forgot his cloak yesterday, he's going to have, you know, definitely a rain-worthy cloak on. Okay. Before he goes out. Yeah, you have a nice, sopping wet cloak. Right, right. What else do you have? Do you have scrolls and stuff with you this time? Honestly, he probably looks a little more dressier. Because okay. last time he was, he was unprepared to right. kind of leave out of the house. He yes. Was kinda, he was just in his work clothes. Yeah. But this time, knowing that he's kind of going out and going to be in the parade with Misk and, mm-hmm. you know, get to see her, he's going to, you know, he's going to be looking a little a little more spiffy. Yeah, he's kind of putting his best foot forward, right. if you will. Get it? Because he's a halfling and they have big feet. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> <laughs> the jokes don't nice. stop. Okay, so the two of you head out, and like I said, it is... It's storming. You can't see the sun. The sky is blotted out by these gray and black clouds. Rain is coming down in just sheets. The wind is howling. It is a stormy, rainy day. It's thundering every once in a while. You don't see a lot of lightning. It's just very, very windy and very, very rainy. So what are the two of you trying to do? What's your goal right now? You said you want to prepare for the parade and stuff, right? Yeah, I guess go to where we would start that. I don't know. Yeah. I probably need to practice and all that stuff. So, I mean, we could go to where the parade will start and all that. Misk is also keeping an eye. Like, she's very on edge. She's nervous about performing and stuff like that, but she Mm -hmm. also is on edge because she sees a army or a bunch of people, like, attacking and stuff, she's going to jump into that, Yeah, I want to fight, but who's the good guy, who's the bad guy? Like, she's really messed up right now. Right. So she's just going to head toward where the parade is supposed to gather up before it goes. So the parade is supposed to start on Circle Street, and it's supposed to make its way through. Braxton informed you that the parade would start on the northeastern side of town, just outside the gate, uh, leading out, the, there's a northeastern gate that leads out of the core onto Circle Street, and the Wally Barrels there on the left. So that's where you're going to be going to start this off. Which, you know, yesterday when you were over that way, you saw that the barrel was overloaded with people, and now it being, you know, noonish, and you're heading over there and it's coming a storm, you probably have expectation of it being similar, but that's where you're going to be starting. So that's probably a good place to go today. I mean, you went there yesterday and played some music, remember? Yeah. So you can head back. Oh, gosh. Well, Miles, just prepare yourself because uh, there's probably going to be a bunch of people up there. So um, this is going to be bad. I don't know how I'm going to re- perform in this weather. <clears throat> Miles. <clears throat> oh, uh, um, uh, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting soaked like right now. I'm totally, sorry. Oh, okay. So you can't, <laughs> you're blaming it on the weather that you can't hear me. Okay. Well... What I was saying was, we need to go to the Barley Barrel, but prepare yourself. Why are we going to the Barley Barrel? Braxton said the Barley Barrel is where the parade's going to start, but I have no idea how we're going to do a parade in this weather. Ah, we've done it in worse, you know, years past. I've never been in anything like a parade with you. How am I going to play a lute in the rain? They better have some kind of, like, cover over me. Especially with this beautiful loot. You can wear my cloak. Uh, <laughs> she didn't hear you. You spoke too quiet and it's raining and really windy. You can wear my cloak. What? My, my cloak. 
This this right here. And he There's like, a lump in your throat. <laughs> I think I'm gonna croak. <laughs> this goes on for a while as you guys make your way across Branchshire. You finally come to the barley barrel, and yes, it is crowded. There are people just standing around trying to get in. Lines of people, and there are a lot more people trying to get in than there are people trying to get out. Hey, hey, move it, move it. I'm playing a loot today. I'm Misk. Get out of the way. Tell him, Miles. Tell him. Get him. Get him. And I'm like pushing Miles in front of me. Miles like softly apologizes to everyone as he goes by. <laughs> people don't move for you. Oh my gosh. These people. Wow, I sound like my brother saying that. <laughs> I should try what he does. Peasants, get out of my way, peasants. Hey, Miles, do you know my brother? You know my brother, Saul? No, I'm not. I don't, I don't know Saul. You know that guy that was there when I signed the contract? You remember that day? Question, is she in her uh, altered self? No, I'm me, because I'm performing. Okay, so you've gone full tiefling now? Yeah, because Shiv didn't tell me to... No, it's fine. I don't, I don't, yeah. Well, remember those guys that were with me when you know I signed the contract or whatever? Yeah. And that one with the horns? Oh, the one looked like, like he could be a, your brother. She's literally been saying my brother. Yes. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. My I'm, brother. I remember. He's kind of jerk. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna I'm gonna show you my best impersonation. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm ready. You stand back. Move aside, peasants. Where's my drink? <laughs> it's pretty good, ain't it? Give pretty- me a cigar. Are you trying to like intimidate people to let you buy? Yeah, I'm just messing with okay. people. I'm okay. seeing if it'll work. Cause well, Saul tell me to cut off their ears. <laughs> roll me. <laughs> I'll cut off your ears, you you earless ear people. Go ahead and roll me an intimidation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a five. All right, five plus four, right? Is uh, that so an, your intimidation? So a nine. Okay. <laughs> little children are frightened. Yeah, Move a, aside, peasants. There's a little girl in front of you. Oh, no. Not the children. She immediately starts weeping. No, 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 no. Miles, Miles, give me something. Oh, uh, 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 no, I Take this rock. Take this rock. Give her, give her a rock. You, yeah, you a hand rock. her a rock. I hand her like a like a golf ball sized rock. Okay. <laughs> Miles, a rock. What really? am I That's supposed to do with this rock? Um, you see that kid over there? No, 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 not the kid. No, yeah. behind the kid. Do you see the big guy? Yeah. No, not the big guy. See the girl. No, not the girl. Uh, uh, I don't like this. You see the okay. You see that window? What am I supposed to do with this rock? Throw it. <laughs> she looks at you for a second. It'll make you feel better. Just throw it. And then that she, way. She launches the rock in that direction. <laughs> All of a sudden, you hear a oh. Um. <laughs> it bounces off the back of the head of this guy who's standing there, and he's like this big, burly guy. Oh no. He goes, and turns around, looking around, trying to see if anybody's, like, looking at him. And then you look down, and you see the little girl, and she's just pointing up at you. Oh. Miles is on the ground in the mud laughing. Hey. Uh-huh. What's up, man? He sees this really weird situation. He just shakes his head and faces back forward again. (laughs) So you two are no closer to getting inside the barley barrel. Yeah, we're not even... So we're just standing outside the barley you barrel. You are. There are a lot of. You can't get into the door. There's too many people. So if you want to get through, you need to try and okay. move people. What do I got? What do you mean? What do you got? You, you can use Earth Tremor or Thunder Wave to blow all these people out <laughs> of the way. Thinking about it. <laughs> no. Okay. So what if I start playing a song? Okay. And I'm playing a song, 
and Miles is dancing. Do we have enough room for Miles to cut a rug? Okay, Miles, make me a performance <laughs> check. Miles would actually like to cast Minor Illusion to cast like a little uh, a little carrot with arms and legs. A carrot. A carrot that will that will dance. A little jig. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Not a carrot. It's like the dancing monkey and the carrot brought together as one. Oh, wow. Um, just go ahead and make me a performance check with advantage, Miles. 11. Plus your performance, which plus. is a plus two. Correct. So a 13. Okay. Misk, go ahead and make me a performance check, but you're going to have disadvantage. But why? Because it's raining and you're trying to play and sing a song. It's but I'm awesome. That's true. We'll but. see. Oh, okay. 13. All right. Disadvantage. Yeah, roll another one. Disadvantage. You know what I'm saying? Okay, fourteen. Okay, and your your modifier is a plus seven, so that's Whoa. a that's a modified twenty, and yes. uh, you manage to really do a good job of playing and singing a song, and Miles makes a pretty convincing dancing carrot illusion to your song, and before you know it, people actually do start to turn their attention from trying to get inside the barrel to the two of you, and uh, you sing the song, everyone cheers, and then they they just make way for you. McQuay, McQuay. So you're able to go inside. Yes. Good job with the carrot thing, even though that's really weird. Okay, we're going to have to really talk about things that you think about. You know, like a dancing carrot that's... It came to me in a dream. Oh, great. That's even weirder. Okay, like, you just calm down, okay? So, Barley Barrel, we're here. Mm-hmm. Check. Um. Hey, miss, maybe you could... uh. Play play the song on the stage. Oh, I guess I can. You step aside, peasants. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Just kidding, Miles. So I get on the stage, I guess. Well, there's someone on the stage right now. Oh snap! So kick them off. You can uh, move aside. <laughs> <laughs> but you can look for Boren Barley, the owner. Okay, I'll look for him. Miles, do you see that Barley dude? Barley, 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 barley. Boring, 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 boring. Boring, yeah. Boring. Barley. Maybe I should roll a perception check. No, you don't have to roll a perception check. This place is very, very busy, but it's not that large to the point that you wouldn't be able to find the one person you're looking for. Uh, After a few minutes, you see him coming out of the double doors that lead back into the kitchen. Barley! I mean, boring! Uh, oh, hello. Um, can I help you with something? I want to play. I'm, I'm in the parade today. You probably already knew that, you oh, know, because really? I'm awesome. Okay. But also because I'm carrying this awesome loot. Anyways, also. Barts. Why am I saying also? A lot. Anyways, maybe it's because I'm nervous. Okay. I have to perform end. today and I'm really kind of nervous. I see. I but see. don't tell Miles. Anyways, Miles, you didn't hear that. There's a lot happening right now. Look, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually very busy. Uh, what do you need from me? I want to play on the stage, but somebody's up there. Oh, oh well, just you know, they're they're going to play a song here in a minute. They'll stop if you'd like to sing. Can you play the lute and sing? Can I? Have we met? <laughs> yes, you've met her. She's played here before. Tell them you've played here before. Mm, I think I'd remember someone of your. Oh, you probably got me. I'm not that memorable. Just hmm. you know. Well, me. you know. Uh. I haven't met that many tieflings. Oh, you um, met a many of them. I met a couple. Yeah. There was one in here yesterday. He was causing all kinds of trouble. I'll tell you. Wait, what? There's some tiefling. He got in a bar fight or something. I don't what? know. Hold on. Did he have a cigar in his mouth? 
Um, did he, okay, wait, maybe. wait, wait. Uh, did he like yell like "Step aside, peasants!" Oh, like, oh yeah, he, cut, he was so. Your, he are was you so serious? Rude. Yeah. He was. He was here. Yesterday, he's not here today. I can tell oh you that. Oh my gosh, much. we must Miles. have just missed him. Like so close. Miles, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah your brother, the oh, one with okay. the horns. Oh, I'm sorry. That was me asking Mason, but I just look. I've was actually like, got a lot no, going on. Listen, today. real quick. Do you know where if he's still in town? Like, <laughs> Miss, I'm sorry, but right now, you know, at any other time of year, yeah, I'd probably could find out pretty easily if he's in town. You may have noticed we are over loaded and overpopulated it's the last day of this festival what? and for the first time in all my years of working here and living here in branchard running the barley barrel i cannot wait for the sun to set on the festival of the rising sun if you know what i'm saying i, I know but was there uh was there anybody with him was it just him I, i'm honestly there... i honestly can't remember i Is just it... remember him trying to yell at people and be hateful it's the only thing it seemed like he maybe he had some uh, someone with him, like a, a big, burly fella, dark-skinned, um, maybe half-orc. Um, I'm not sure. Did he have a hammer? I to, um, <laughs> look, I have things to do. Um, if you'd like to do some singing, just hang around for a bit. I'm sure a spot will open up. Just have a seat. Maybe we can get you something to eat or a drink. But okay. please, I, I have to go. I'm, I'm sorry. And he just turns around and walks off. Do they have butterbeer here? <laughs> no. Miles, he said that Kjorg and Saul, he didn't mention Brackle, but he's got to be here with them. They've got to be here. Where I'm could they be staying? In the library. What? What? I don't know. Where would they stay? I don't. So let's think about this, Miles. If they were here yesterday and they're, they caused a commotion, people, someone could have seen them. Maybe we could talk to a different waitress or something i don't they have to be here miles i have to i need to talk to them what are you doing are you just standing in the middle of the bar well he set us down didn't he he told you you could have a seat oh yeah i figured we just sat down y'all go to a table and have a seat yeah so you're sitting at a table and you're talking about this and uh you hear as a chair is scooted out and you look over and someone has sat down next to you and it takes you a second but then you recognize him it's the mysterious man the one who set you on this path like six days ago now. <laughs> it feels like it was so much longer than that. Misk, how are you? You. Hello, dear listener, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Make Believe Heroes. I hope that you'll forgive us for not jumping right back to the rest of the party, but... We just had to show a few more things before we can continue. As I've said, we are in the heat of it now, and you're going to see some panning back and forth between our two split parties, if you will, over these next few episodes. But don't worry. I think in the end, you'll be quite pleased with how it all turns out. So I know you all want to get right back to that quickly. Before we do, I do just have a couple of quick things I want to say. First of all, if you enjoy the music, the ambient sounds, and all of those beautiful things that you hear on a weekly basis from Make Believe Heroes, then you should go check out BattleBards.com. Many of the soundscapes and sound effects and music tracks that we use, not all of them, but many of them come from BattleBards, and they offer a huge selection of tracks that you can use, and it'll really add a new element and depth to your table 
So I recommend that you go use that code MBH Podcast to get 15% off of a BattleBards Prime subscription. You may notice that my voice sounds ultra deep today, all that bass. Uh, that's because I have a terrible cold. Um, I'm not sure if it's allergies or what it is, but it's all this mucus, you know, it's just, it's just a mucus party over here in my head and nose, throat, all those things. So just, yes, mucus. So hopefully you can forgive if my voice sounds a little off. Uh, I don't have much else to give you this week other than to say we are about to launch our Patreon. Keep your eyes on our feed. We'll be releasing an announcement episode, if you will. Not really a full episode, but, you know, just to track where we go through everything that the Patreon is going to be, what the tiers are, what our goals are, and all of that. I want to give our listeners an in-depth explanation to everything that we're doing, so keep your eyes on the feed for that. And please, if you love our show, please consider supporting us in whatever small way that you can, small or large. You know, it goes a long way toward not only sustaining this show and helping us to continue doing what we're doing, but it also lets us know that you guys want more from us. And hopefully we'll be giving you some things in the rewards that are worth your time and your money. And I believe we will be. Now, if you're not following us on Twitter, I recommend that you go to Twitter and follow us at MBH Podcast. And you can also follow our page on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash MBH podcast. And if you love us and you love our show and you want to help us out, tell a friend, leave us a five-star review. And if you do, you can be like friend of the show and listener, sub to me on YT. I don't know, but that's it. That's the username who left us a review entitled that cliffhanger dot, 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 five stars. Why in God's name? Did you have to do this to us? You left us there in that chasm. I love this podcast, but I hate cliffhangers. Please don't do that. Sorry, sub to me on YT. Um, I guess that means sub to me, on, subscribe to me on YouTube. It, I, this is all dawning on me as I'm reading this. Yes, thank you. I'm slow on the uptake on that one. Thank you for the review. Uh, I'm sorry to leave it on that cliffhanger. Honestly, um... You know, we have an hour. Let me tell you like this. I never expected things to go the way they did in that episode. The guys took things in a direction I did not expect. Um, I, I did not anticipate them actually walking into the door, going at Braxton Tarek full head on, you know, just right then and right there. I thought they were going to try to get some information. And then, you know, once they got some information, if they figured something out, then maybe go and approach Braxton. Nah. None of that happened. I had many thoughts and plans and ideas. And as any dungeon master will tell you, those don't always pan out. So I'm sorry for the cliffhanger. I'm also sorry that we didn't get right back to it this week. But please, trust me, I think you're going to be pleased with the way that everything turns out here in these next couple episodes as we wind down to the end of season two. So that's enough for me. Thanks to everyone that listens to this show. You are our lifeblood. Thank you for your support. Thank you for all that you do. Now, let's get back to a reunion in the Barley Barrel, shall we? I got a, I got a bone to pick with you, man. Oh, really? I've been through so much stuff. Can I be introduced? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I don't suppose we've met. Uh, my name is Zon. What is yours? Oh, it's about time. My name is Miles. I'm I'm Misk's bodyguard. <laughs> that was Paul laughing, not Zon. Miles, oh, I, I see. Um, 
You're not my bodyguard. Misk, I have to admit, I'm surprised to see you here. Why? But I'm happy to see you here. Well, you should be. According to your brother, you were taken wait, captive. Wait, wait, are you talking to my brother? Yes, I've I've spoken with your brother. I've spoken with Brackle and Kjork. Where are they? Well, they're supposed to be here. Perhaps we should not... We Maybe we should go somewhere more private. Okay. Miles, you okay with that? Yeah, let's, let's, let's go. He gets up and he leads you all out of the barley barrel. And you head out in the street and just as it was before, it's packed. If anything, it's raining harder, it's darker, and it's windier than it was when you guys walked in 15 minutes ago. You all make your way through town and Zahn, with his hood up, leads you through the crowd. And you notice that he is taking precautions to make sure that you all aren't being followed. I mean, you know that because it's obvious. He's zigzagging through the streets. He's ducking into this side street here. You all go into a couple of buildings and come out other doors along the side, different things. And finally, he leads you back into an alley. You all are in the rain, but there's a sort of canvas canopy hanging down, and there's like a little respite off down an alley and into a corner where there's no view to Circle Street from where you are. Yeah, I think this should probably do well enough. Sorry about all of that. You two may not have heard, but there are um, there are a number of agents of the Hot Feet here in Branshire, and the last thing we would want is one of them listening in on our conversation. I just look at Miles like, oh, snap. Oh, I can assure you, and I kind of glance at Miles, mm-hmm. that our conversation will be between us three. Am I right, Miles? Most definitely. Okay. Miles, are you being honest? This is over the table. Are you being honest? Between, like, me and Miss. This, this, this whole thing is between me and Miss. You know? Okay, so you're not thinking, I'm going to tell the shit of this later. Right. Okay. Oh, snap. So, Misk, tell me, what happened? According to Saul and Kjorg and Brackle, you were taken captive by the Hot Feet, by one called the Shiv. Is that not true? Have you escaped? No, that's very true. Uh, kind of not, not escaped. More like a, I'm on a leash. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I'm good. They said Don't that worry. you signed a blood contract. Yeah, that... That kind of happened. Not super proud of it. I mean, it was a nice contract, you know, written by some of the best, and I kind of <laughs> wink at Miles. <laughs> okay. Um, hang on just a second. Oh, is he trying to see it? He totally sees you wink at Miles. Dang it! He doesn't say anything. Okay. So, but, so but, so, so but. Sack but. Is <laughs> <laughs> like a trumpet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I did sign a blood contract. Like I said, not super proud of that moment, but we, it really needed to happen. There was no way we were getting out of there, Zon. I just, I had to. I had to do something. I understand you did what you had to do in the moment. I'm just concerned. I, I saw something in you that day, Misk, and I still do. But I don't want you to lose your life over it. If you'll trust me for just a moment, and he puts a hand on the rapier that is on his hip, the one with the Paylor symbol on the handle, do you mind? He, like, holds his hand up like he wants to touch your face. Uh, no, I don't I don't mind. Um, and he I, just kind of puts his hand right on the side of your face. 
like right on the bottom of your ear with his thumb on your temple. And he closes his eyes for a second. And you don't really feel anything. If you did, it would be akin to like, I don't know, static electricity, maybe. He says, I, I'm not sure how to break this contract. The laws of, of such things go deeper than my knowledge, but I can tell you that... Well, answer me this. Have you tried to break the tenets of your contract at all? Well, I didn't really try to just run away, but I tried to leave the you know, the room they kept me in. Right. And I got this sharp pain, like, in my temple. Right. And it, it almost knocked me over. Hmm. And it did it, like, every time. So I just kind of didn't really give up because that's not, you know, who I am. I understand. I don't know how to reverse a blood contract without taking care, if you will, of the one that holds it, convincing them to release you from it. I would warn you that it's between yourself and the Shiv, correct? Yeah. His death would not annul the contract. So, if you were thinking that, that's not the answer. He has to release you from it, unless you can find a way to break it. But perhaps I can weaken its hold on you just a bit. And he kind of closes his eyes again, and you do feel something this time. It's it's the same sort of staticky feeling, but it's stronger. You feel a buzzing in your ears. Nothing like what it was before. It's almost like a muffled buzz. Mm -hmm. Yes, perhaps things won't be quite so painful for you if you step aside the smallest bit. But if you try to break the tenets of that contract, Misk, it will kill you. Oh, that's great. Miles sits up, like, like watches really close. Mm -hmm. Like, this, this seems like it shouldn't be happening. Okay. He knows within himself that him being the creator of it knows that there should be no way to undermine mm-hmm. the the bylaws that he's written into this contract. Okay. So he's just paying really close attention to what this guy's doing. Okay. Roll me an Arcana check. The five on the dice. Arcana is a plus six. So an 11 total? 11 total. You don't know exactly what it is that he's done, but you do know that he's using... He's not using arcane magic. You don't understand it. You don't understand what's happening, for sure. You say anything? No, I just, I kind of just, just stare. Misk, you have to check in with the Shiv ever so often, or ha- how does this work? What are you doing now? What are you doing here? Today I'm supposed to be in the parade, playing my lute and singing. They say it's a big part. Misk, I wish I could tell you to find your brother, find Kjorg. They're here, they're in the city. I knew it. They were supposed to stay at Braxton Tarek's last night. Some they were supposed to have some what? sort of a dinner with him, and then. Oh my god, he's not he's not a good guy. Have you spoken with him? Yes, several times. What have you discovered? Um. Uh, have you found anything out about him? Miles is like really holding back over here. He's like, ah, well, I always drink orange juice, but he usually drinks the harder stuff. Right, but, but I mean specifically about what he's doing. We believe that he has something planned for today, something big, some sort of ritual. Um, no. I just know about the parade. He hasn't said anything about a ritual. <sighs> okay, well, there is an a, sort of an army coming today. Yeah, I heard about that with Brianna. You heard about that? I just told you I talked to... Braxton knows that they're coming? Who? Oh, wait, are you a part of them? 
That's what all of this is for. This is what he told me. I was drinking orange juice, and they were talking about it. And John even said that they had this big army, but he it wasn't like... He puts a hand like, on your shoulder. It wasn't like... Tell me again. Who was there? Well, Braxton and Shiv and John. And John, John who? John Varig. John Varig was there with you and the Shiv. Yeah, I let him in, and he said he had information. How? How could I not have known? Zahn turns around, and he faces away from you, and he puts his hand to his face. He has a, a look, almost like he doesn't know who he is for a minute. It's very weird. How could I... How could I not have known this? Zahn, what, what's going on? John Varig is a traitor. Traitor? Well, I mean, he is a bad guy. John Varig is supposed to be... He's helping us with the resistance. Oh, that's what he meant. He uh, he was talking about how Brianna, how the, the army, you know, isn't really an army. It's just he a lot He has of... Brianna. Oh, he has her today? He said that she would be kept taken care of. Zahn, you need to find him. Misk, thank you for this information. You may have saved us from something terrible. Listen to me. I have to go. I have to find your brother and Kjorg and Brackle, and I have to find John Varig. Braxton Tarek is an evil man. Yeah. He is more than he seems, Misk. You would do well to get away from him as soon as you can. When the Resistance strikes, and they're going to strike very soon, within the hour, Misk, at sundown, they're going to strike, and it seems that the sun is coming down earlier today. Be careful. Well... He turns on his foot and walks away. Hey, hey, can you do me a favor? He pauses right before getting out of your sight, and he just kind of looks back sideways. Don't tell the guys... Don't tell them what? Don't tell them that I'm in the city. Because they'll try to get me and I won't be able to leave. And you know I can't leave Shiv right now. I understand. I will keep your secret, Misk. Be careful. Stay away from Braxton Tarek. Okay. And he's gone. Miles just stands there with his arms crossed. So Misk is just kind of staring at where he, you know, where left. She kind of looks down. She shakes her head a minute, like shakes herself out of what's been going on. Looks at Miles. She's like, "Okay, are you ready?" Because that person, that barley barrel, wait, is probably wait, just a, just a second. First off, this Chiv did not tell me any of this. Yeah, I'm his right hand man, and as soon as you show up, evidently you get to be in all the information, even though you're under this blood contract. And then after that, you're just not telling me this all morning. Miles, you didn't need to know it. It's not something that I didn't want to worry you. And then the mayor is is plotting a a fight, a battle. I don't know exactly what's going on today. I do know, but I don't know how it's all playing together because all I know and what I've told you is I have to play in the parade. And I don't know what's going to be going on while we're up there in the middle of this parade. And I made sure that we would be protected. You know, we're going to have guards around us and stuff like that. But there's an army coming at us. If I would have told you that this morning, you wouldn't even left the house. I'm torn between the Shiv. My loyalties should 
and maybe will be, lying with the shiv. And I might have to tell him about this conversation. What? Miles? You know, I, I really I really like you, Misk, a lot. I like to spend time with you. I like to be around you. But, but sometimes it just gets real. I've been told to be your chaperone. And I was charged to do that by the shiv himself. And so I feel like I need to uphold my duties. Unless you have some other reason for me to, to lie to the man I work for. Because for all I know that you're friends are leading an army into our, this city. No, my friends are already in the city. John Varig and his people in the resistance who you apparently has betrayed are leading this army and my my people are not. They're already in the city. I didn't know about this miles. I didn't know they were here until I heard today that Saul was in the barley barrel. I'm not keeping things from you. But I will tell you this if you betray my trust, I, I literally had this conversation in front of you because I trust you. If you betray me, I will never have anything to do with you ever again. And I will die before I have to. So you better just make up your decision right now. As those words leave your mouth, you hear a very strange sound. It sounds like an explosion, like a earth-shattering explosion and you hear screams not like screams of pain like people are dying but like fear people panicking from off in the street what do you do i I grab on the miles like that's my instinct reaction i'm like miles we need to get out of here i don't know what that was and i'm like protective even though we just had this like super intense moment intense conversation she pulls out her rapier miles starts to resist but then kind of falls into knowing that this is such a serious situation and mm-hmm. knowing that the true care lies between us. Sure. And so I'm, I'm again, going to just get ready, prepare for whatever spellcasting I have to do. And what do you do? I take off. Okay. You guys take off out of this back alley. You head back out into Circle Street, and people are, as best as they can, running to your left. They're trying to get away from something off to your right and you can look and where you are now is you're somewhere near the eastern gate of the city Uh, you've kind of come a little bit farther south and made your way near the eastern gate from where you were at the barley barrel by following Zahn and you can see because it's still raining and it's still windy but it has the rain itself has slowed down some right now to a little bit of a not a drizzle but just a slow and steady downpour instead of just pouring where you couldn't see in front of you and you can see the signs of smoke or debris and, or something, dust, a cloud off to your left near the eastern gate. And people are just panicking and running away from that area. What do you do? As I run, knowing the uh, implications of what's about to go down, I want to go ahead and use Alter Self. Okay. To do what? I want to change it to a human. Okay. Who looks like they'd be just a regular part of the... Uh, like Branchar? A Branchirian, yes. Okay. So you change yourself to look like a, like a Branchirian. And are y'all going toward the explosion, away from it? What are you doing? Mm, Misk would definitely go see what's going on. Like, she's not scared right. of uh, Miles. I I feel like we should go see. It could be... Misk, let's just go. Let's go. And he leads the way. You just start pushing your way through there. Like I said, there's a crowd of people trying to get away from that. And it's hard to push against the crowd, but you're making your way over there. And you can see as you get closer that there are wooden gates. There's wooden doors on each gate in the city. There's four gates at the four cardinal directions uh, that lead outside the main walls from Circle Street. 
the wooden doors have been completely blown off of this gate. There are now a number of uh, guards there standing at the door. And it's hard for you to get exactly where you can because there aren't that many guards in Branshire. They're just, I don't know, it's it's not like a, a real military force. They don't have a protector's guild. They just have a few of these guards that are poorly trained, you know, because this isn't the sort of thing they deal with in Branshire. But they are trying to gather up and look out the door and you can see they look terrified. And standing in the gate on top of the rubble of this door comes stepping this figure. He is wearing a black cloak over his entire body. His hood is pulled up over his head and he pulls it off and you just see this porcelain white mask with a symbol over the mouth of an eye half opened and an eye half closed. And you hear coming from this figure a booming voice that seems to echo across the entire city. You can tell it's just booming through the city like it's loud in everyone's ears and it says... Bring, Bring us, us Braxton Tarek now. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode. Oh my gosh. Mm. Things are getting crazy. What in the world is mm. going on here? To find out what happens next in Branshire, to find out what happens next with our other three adventurers who are in a bit of trouble, then uh, you'll have to tune in next week. Thank you so much for listening. Amen. We, <laughs> we love you. Bye. Goodbye. Adios. Adios.